Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Across the ASEAN, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Across the ASEAN here on Money FM 89.3. There is growing optimism that economies across the Asia-Pacific will begin to reopen as we see signs of uh, the Delta variant of the COVID-19 and the peak of the, of the uh, resurgent infections begins to stabilize. But there are some question marks, though, about the uh, Philippines, uh, the country of more than 100 million people, where we're starting to see still some questions and uncertainties about the Delta's impact on the economy and uh, whether or not the economy itself and the country can begin gradually opening up uh, for the most part. Interestingly enough, also today, we have seen that the PSE this Wednesday has also defied the general downtrend across the Asia-Pacific space and also resisting the, uh, the, the headwinds being posed by rising interest rates in the United States. Well, to tackle all of this and to get uh, a better outlook for what might be in store for Philippine markets in the fourth quarter, we're joined today and across the ASEAN by Mr. Jonathan Ravelas, the chief market strategist for BDO, the, the largest bank in the Philippines. He joins us from Manila to discuss what he's tracking and uh, how what he makes of all of these uncertainties shaping the outlook for Philippine markets. Mr. Ravelas, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these uncertain times. And welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while and I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Yeah, good afternoon. All right. So, Sir John, um, markets across the ASEAN saw sentiment improve steadily over the last couple of weeks, uh, thanks to hopes surrounding a reopening of major economies. Is there a sense also that sentiment is improving for Philippine markets? There have been some question marks over the pace of the reopening in the country, with vaccination rates still lagging most of their neighbors. But is there still reason to be hopeful, at least, also for Philippine markets? Okay, I think the the first thing first is basically COVID. Uh, I think we've seen a Delta peak, uh, particularly in the ASEAN region. So you have Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, which uh, eventually have uh, exhibited signs that they've actually uh, have much lower cases now. The Philippines, uh, after topping close to uh, 27,000 cases, uh, we're now averaging closer to 20,000, so which is, I think, a, a good sign. Uh, moving forward, I guess uh, the expectations that uh, we've shifted to a granular, a granular lockdown, which means that, uh, again, uh, despite the slow vaccination rate of the Philippines, that is around 22.69%. percent mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I, sad to say, is the lowest in the region. Uh, we're we're hopefully seeing that uh, the shift to the granule will allow more mobility for people. But uh, besides that, mobility in the sense that compared to the lockdown in the second quarter of the year versus now, people are still more mobile. So it's less restrictive than what was uh, recorded in the second quarter. So that has, uh, again, created optimism uh, for the reopening. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, in the next one to two weeks, we'll probably see, uh, depends on the new uh, restrictions. So this, I think, has uh, created some optimism, again, in the markets, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Plus, uh, there's been... Uh, Recent news that they're starting to vaccinate the 
the young ones, the 12 mm-hmm. to 17. So this is something that I guess is coming in the fourth quarter. So this should actually be good in, uh, you know, uh, improving the the state of COVID, meaning we're slowly moving towards a pandemic, from a pandemic to an endemic strategy. Right. You know, it's also interesting that it's not just, uh, there's not just signs of improvement, slow improvement at least, with regards to uh, uh, bringing down the infections in the Philippines. But we've also seen the PSE look uh, fairly more resilient uh, in recent times. In fact, it's still just down about 2.9% year to date. And so far, we seem to be on track once again to make another fresh challenge at uh, that 7,000 level for the PSEI. What might it take to either breach and hold on to a a challenge of that 7,000 level in the coming sessions? And do you think that that is something in the cards or is that something that uh, Philippine investors can hope for at least? Well, basically, let me put it this way. Uh, we, we made uh, close to three attempts of the 7,000 level over the past weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I, I, I label that as a wall of worry. Mm. And the worries that uh, the market is reflecting is one is uh, the recent uh, expectation of a Fed taper within the year, which was validated last week. Mm-hmm. Second is eventually the fears of rising inflation, especially after August inflation uh, rallied to 4.9%. And probably over the next two months, uh, we'll probably see inflation closer to uh, 5% or at 5%, so to speak. So this is a challenge, especially when you have rising commodity prices. So uh, the risk of uh, the BSP having uh, limited uh, tools uh, or will limit their ability to have an accommodative policy. So this is eventually keeping a wall of worry at the 7,000. Now, Mm -hmm. on the other side, what would be the slope of hope is basically more driven by you still have remittances. And mm-hmm. we've seen a, uh, a good performance of remittances, close to 6% growth on a year-to-date. Uh, so that's one. Second, uh, prior to the recent lockdown, we've seen improvements in importations, which is eventually showing the economy is uh, slowly thawing. Mm-hmm. So the key factor moving forward is that if, the cases have already peaked, we can slowly reopen the economy. And that, I think, is really driving the markets. Now, in the meantime, those that are leading the rally are basically the telcos, which benefit uh, the present uh, situation, those that are still working at home. Mm -hmm. And there's been a shift on the surge of technology, particularly the telcos. You want to be connected so uh, Globe and PLDT are reaping the reward. So that's, again, also keeping the, the market afloat, despite right. the other counters are uh, practically just consolidating, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, I'm glad you brought up the uh, telcos, actually, in the, in the Philippines, uh, because in recent weeks, Sir John, you know, we've gotten reports of the, the likes of Globe and PLDT looking at the potential sale of their data center assets. Now, when you talk to people in Singapore about data centers, they look at it as one of the more lucrative or sought-after assets, either by tech firms, 
property managers, investors. What do you think is driving the divestment interest from the country's telcos that seems to be, on the surface at least, going in contrast to how others might be regarding uh, these uh, assets as being precious? Well, basically, maybe uh, I, I, I haven't really seen much, but I guess they it, it's really complementing their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of the other assets in the... Uh, of uh, maybe they they want to consolidate those assets into another company that will just focus on those. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess that, that what they want to be able to probably try to concentrate from a telco perspective is really uh, you know trying to ensure the data capabilities, meaning uh, strengthening their networks. So maybe they're willing to partner with somebody. I, I, I really don't know what uh, their strategy is at the moment, but we know that these two leading players continue to expand their network. And this is, I think, what they've done last year, and it's paying off right now. I think moving fo- forward, uh, we know that there's a, there's a value in these data centers, especially now that things have eventually created a, a need for these data centers, especially those that are working, uh, that needs an off-site, and you, you, know, you don't really need to bring your laptop. I mean, you need to bring your laptop, but you don't need to bring the data because the data can be either be in a cloud, mm-hmm. so it's easier. All right, so these are Jonathan Ravellis, Chief Market Strategist for, for BDO here on Across the ASEAN. So, John, I want to focus on this Wednesday itself. And as you've probably noticed, most markets across Asia-Pacific uh, took the lead from losses we saw overnight on Wall Street. This on the back of rising interest rate uh, concerns. We saw 10-year yields race past 1.5% out of the U.S. And generally, we see rising rates. It does weigh on emerging markets like the Philippines. But funnily enough, the Philippines happens to be one of the standout or exceptions in terms of markets today, while everybody else retreated, we saw the PSE actually close with decent gains of about 0.7%. What do you think is behind this strong performance? And why do you think the PSE actually did well in comparison to the rest of their peers today? Well, I guess one of them is that this issue on the 10-year yields, I think, has already been discounted by the market. One, they've, we've seen the test. Uh, a few months ago of the 6,500 and, you know, we've been consolidating between 6,700 and 7,000 level, both reflecting the issues about the taper. And uh, it seems that uh, with the BSP continued its pledge to keep monetary policy uh, accommodative to help the recovery effort. So this is, I think, keeping the outlook on interest rates well anchored. I guess what adds to that wall of worry, which is at the 7,000, is that these inflationary pressures that we've seen in August. Of course, one data point will not change the trend, but if we get to see one, two months of data that will continue, and if we actually see where commodity prices are at the moment, particularly oil, they're quite on the high side. So if we get to see a combination of continued higher prices, eventually the exchange rate possibly weakening further, 
as a result of these concerns over the direction of U.S. interest rates, then that could create some volatilities and, you know, really highlighting the wall that worry at uh, 7,000. Right. And very quickly, uh, Sir John, as we know, we're, re- we're already at the last quarter of the year. What are some of the big risk factors you're watching out for, both domestically and internationally, when it pertains to uh, Philippine markets? Well, I, I, I think the first, uh, really, it's, it's still all about COVID. The second one are basically more driven about uh, the inflationary pressures that it will bring, uh, especially when commodity prices in general, meaning you have a broad-based rally in commodities. So this is something uh, that you want to you know, monitor. The third is recently the Fed and even the local central bank has expressed concern over inflation, meaning uh, as a result of uh, the potential risks of uh, uh, this recent rise in commodities. And, you know, again, it's not really driven by uh, demand. Uh, there's, we, we still see weak demand, but there are a lot of bottlenecks. Mm-hmm. So and eventually supply disruption. So these are things that, whether they are transitory, if they're not transitory, then uh, they will just dissipate. So once this thing dissipates, things will go back to normal. So this is something that we're all monitoring. So hopefully they're not. I mean, they're they're all transitory, meaning they'll they'll just go away in one to two months. Jonathan Ravella, uh, Chief Market Strategist for BDO, thank you so much for joining us today on Across the ASEAN here on Money FM 89.3 in Singapore. As always, sir, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these very uncertain times, and we look forward next time we can have you join us on the show. Meantime, sir, do stay safe, and we hope for better days and uh, more open, uh, more open uh, days at least for the Philippines in the coming weeks. All right, stay thank- safe. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.